Welcome back to Normies Like Us. On this episode, we gotta go fast because we're talking my new hit movie and the potential beginning of a new cinematic universe. So grab a chili dog and get ready for Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, on Normies Like Us. I'm Sonic. I am living my best life on Earth. Nobody cares! You'll never catch me! Confidence. A fool's substitute for intelligence. No, I can't with that guy. The time for talking is over! It's time to push buttons. Gotta go fast! Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. As you heard up top, we're doing a special episode. Our guest just left. That was Sonic himself hyping us up on his episode to talk Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie. Your host, this is... uh, uh, Colin Uckles? I don't know what to do there. I was gonna do Michael's. Um. Oh, great. And how about special guest joining us again from the Star Wars episodes, go back and listen from his own fantastic hosted pod, Readin' Heathens. We're here with Adam. This is uh, Big the Adam over here. Big, big the Adam. I <laughs> love that. Adam. <laughs> so yeah, we've, uh, we've done an episode on Sonic, kind of the history of the video games and some of his TV shows and comic books back, you know, in the past. So go ahead and listen to that, Normies. But today we're going to be doing a little bit of a zoomed in look at uh, this new movie that's come out and kind of risen from the ashes of uh, what looked like a potential disaster to something somewhat successful. So it's going to be interesting. Um, Adam, once again, thanks for coming on. I want to ask up top, because you weren't on the Sonic episode, kind of what's your background with the Sonic franchise? And from what I understand, you're you're a bit of a fan. Yeah, well, well, thank you so much for having me on today, because indeed, I am a Sonic fan. Uh, sad to have missed out on the prior Sonic episode. Um, my first exposure that I remember to Sonic was my dad buying me a Sega Game Gear in a pawn shop in like 1994. Wow. And I had Sonic 2 for that thing. And it's brutally difficult um, because, you know, the frame is so small. The, the, the screen on the Game Gear is a little tighter. And Sonic is all about speed, so you never see the enemies coming. And uh, it's very difficult. But... Uh, you know, I played some other Sonic games. I had the uh, Sonic Collection for the PC, which is, you know, it's a miracle that that saw the light of day and came out. Right. And then really what what drug me into Sonic fandom was Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast. Uh, that That beautiful game hit me at just the right age. I mean, I knew it was cheesy even when I was playing it, but uh, also loved it to death. And I've been a Sonic boy ever since. And your namesake, oh, uh, Big the Atom, came from Adventure as well. Yes, absolutely. Big, <laughs> Big the Cat and his horrendous fishing levels. Um, just to clarify, I'm not like, I haven't played every Sonic game that's come out. I, if I see something gets a like 50% critic score, I, I'm not going to play it. Right. But I, I'm always rooting for Sonic, and if something like Sonic Generations comes out, I'm the one telling all my friends to buy that Sonic game. Well, it's good that at least this movie's gotten over 60% on the critic score, and we won't be focusing on the game so much, but definitely um, <laughs> this was a surprise uh, maybe hit. I don't know. Colin, let's get a refresher for you. Well, I want to backtrack on Adam for just a second because I also had a Game Gear. So your poor father, how many times was he going out to buy batteries a week for you? 
<laughs> well, I I did have the car outlet, uh, the cigarette lighter charger. Yeah. So I I can't remember a single time I played my Game Gear with the batteries in it. That was just like you a had the giant battery pack too that was as big as the Game Gear that you would attach to the back of it. Oh my gosh, I wish. Yeah, I've seen images of that thing. It's beautiful. But no, my my parents were just like, nah, we can't afford batteries for this. You're playing plugged in. You well, can only play the Game Gear in the car. That's great. <laughs> yeah. When you're going fast, right. Sonic would be proud that you're not using lithium-ion batteries because uh, you're saving the animals, and he's a friend of all animals, so that's good. <laughs> you could, and then one last you, question I want to ask for your history, Adam. Did you play the weird one where he turns into a werewolf? Unleashed. You know, I've meant to go back and play that. I have not yet. Uh, I, I, I'm pretty... I read and uh, watch a lot of reviews on YouTube, so I didn't get it as soon as it came out because people weren't sold on it, and I didn't. I haven't yeah, had a system where I can one. purchase that. Yeah, but I I would if I found it in a bargain bin, one hundred percent. That's pretty much where it lives nowadays. So you'll you'll come across <laughs> it eventually. <laughs> hey, Mike, you say that it is on PS now. If you have that for your PlayStation, go ahead and download it, Normies. I don't know why you would, but fucking blow your minds. Yeah, stream it right from those heavenly clouds. <laughs> Skip Sonic Mania, yeah, and just go ahead and get Sonic Unleashed. That's the way to go. <laughs> Skip Sonic Mania, the good games. All right, I'll tell my history. I think I mentioned it on the Sonic episode before. Uh, the ill-fated um, dealings that I had to do. I think the story I told was two mothers forcing their children to interact with Sega stuff. I went to a garage sale where a guy was selling his Genesis and all of his games because he was going to college. And my mom was like, haggle with him, haggle with him. You can do that. And the other guy was like, I don't even really want to sell this stuff. Like, oh. it was just two, like, <laughs> Midwest kids just, like, forced into an uncomfortable situation. But I left it with Sonic 2, guys, and that was my intro. And I've been fucking hooked since. It's the best game of all time. It's the best soundtrack of all time. Mike, give me your yes. history of Sonic. Yeah, briefly. Um, Sonic is one of the first games I can remember playing, so whether it was Mario or Sonic, somewhere in there, and I played all of the main, you know, Sonic 1, 2, and 3 on the Genesis, I was a big Genesis boy. Sonic 2 is probably my favorite. Uh, Sonic 3, though, music-wise, Michael Jackson composed some of that, so. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I was excited to see, you know, how the movie finally turned out, especially given the uh, the crazy CG and all the iterations that came through. So how about we go ahead and jump in and we'll talk the first live-action adaptation of Sonic the Hedgehog. Absolutely. Let me, uh, let me strap on my soap shoes. <laughs> oh, there we go. We're back. We're talking Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie on Normies Like Us. Normies, is Sonic the Hedgehog Normie? Yes, he's one of the first video game mascots. We've made that um, point before in our past episode. Again, go back and check that out. We're just going to be talking about the movie on this one. Mike mentioned up top how it's maybe one of the luckiest of all time. I would describe it as somebody who's falling off of a building and lands on an airplane and just like lands on the top of it and survives. Yeah, like there's a canopy that catches your fall <laughs> coincidentally on the way down. 
and and you happen to have a bottle in your pocket and lightning hits the bottle like it's <laughs> like it's a one of a kind it's the only time this will ever happen that is the sonic the hedgehog movie because it was a disaster guys it was a disaster post that trailer adam do you remember seeing the weird first design of sonic the hedgehog Oh, absolutely. I remember the dissection of the the posters being like, what is this shadowed form that doesn't look correct? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, and I mean, I I was thoroughly turned off by the first trailer. Um, gotta admit it, not didn't a, look like something I wanted to see. Not a Coolio fan? You don't like Gangster's Paradise paired with your Sonic? <laughs> oh, what a weird choice, Mike. What a weird choice for all of it, right? But then, you know, it gets delayed. They take this six months or so to redo all the CG, you know, because fans were photoshopping their own designs. And I think at the end of the day, it was worth it. And the box office seems to reflect that. I mean. Agreed. There's this weird kind of belief now that people think they were tanking it on purpose to increase the box office. But no, I mean, we're, we're looking at 57 domestic, 100 million worldwide. I mean, this thing could potentially make 100 million domestic, which would be huge. It's the biggest video game opening of all time now. For domestic, correct. And then Pikachu beats it international, but still a huge deal for a movie that looked like it was dead on arrival. I mean... And I think would have been dead on arrival minus the substitution. Um, I think, you know, if even if it wasn't just a viral marketing campaign where they built this like character that was engineered to make the Internet angry, um, I, I don't think they would have done that. Maybe it happened. But in any case, I think you release the same movie with that character model. It, it would not be performing as well. That's that's my theory. Uh, yeah, no, I look, would agree. Yeah. Let's talk about that character model for a minute. So the first poster, if you guys remember, it's from his point of view. He's up on top of the Golden Gate Bridge. He's looking down. We could see a bit of the hands, no gloves, and we could see the shoes, just red converse. Uh, very confusing. This is before they got the sponsorship <laughs> deal with Puma, apparently. <laughs> they were like, you need to I redesign that. those shoes, Mike. I am fucking next record showing up in those shoes. So while well, we're talking like uh, the history of how this happened and the whole controversy before uh, and any spoilers, like generally, though, first impressions, you know, let's go around. I want to ask Adam first, like, did you enjoy the movie? I did enjoy the movie. Um, uh, my big takeaway is that I don't usually watch kids movies. Uh, and when I do, it's like a Pixar movie, you know, it's a super high budget, like here's the the best and highest paid of the human race working to make an experience that like connects deep with your soul and is production designed like perfectly. So I did walk out of it being like, oh, wow, right. It's a kid's movie. There are plenty of things you can uh, skate by with in a kid's movie you wouldn't with a normal release. But overall, yeah, I was really pleased. I had a good time watching it. I uh, was not disappointed and was angry about nothing, I think, is the biggest thing for me. Like, I was I not like that mad. Takeaway. That's <laughs> yeah. good, yeah. Colin, how about you? Kind of general impressions on what I'm with out. Adam. You know, uh, we're not sitting down. I don't have a kid. I don't, I don't even have a partner to go with to these things and be like, this is totally acceptable for me to be at this kid's movie in the audience. <laughs> and hey, scoot over. Hold on. Hold on. Let me share some of that popcorn. Oh, so what do you think of Sonic? No, that is bad. But I did go. I went by myself because uh, Jacob would not go. Normies, you might notice Joe and Jacob are not on this. It's a protest <laughs> episode, mainly. They refuse to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, but I loved it. I thought it was great for, again, 
not the high browiest art, but fuck it. I'll, I'll say it's good, man. How about you, Mike? Yeah, you know, and, and you mentioned like you kind of had to go by yourself. And last episode, you asked like, oh, is, you know, Yuna, you know, into Birds of Prey or Harley Quinn at all? And I said, no, but she is into Sonic. Like, that's one of the few video game characters that she Lucky likes. Bastard. Yeah. So we played Sonic Mania together, you know, and we went to it and we, we really enjoyed it. It, it's, it is a kid's movie, right? So there's caveats. The script is all right. But I think given what I was expecting on that initial trailer, yeah, they're well done. You know, it's fun. And Sonic's Sonic. It's a kid's movie, Mike, that stars the pet detective. Let's put that out there. We haven't mentioned him. We haven't said his name yet. The pet detective is back. Ace Ventura is spreading his butt cheeks. He's saying, uh, come over here, whatever his other catchphrases were. I can't remember right now, but he's back. He's Somebody back. stop we me. have Jim. Ca- Some, thank you, Mike. Somebody it's stop me, It's a different character, course. but yeah. Smoking. <laughs> that, well, Ace how, Ventura's how? famous catchphrase. I mean, I don't know why they didn't put more of him in that initial trailer. I always appreciate it when trailers don't throw everything out. But you would think the main selling point for this movie could have been, look, Jim Carrey is back playing an over-the-top character. And uh, they didn't milk that. So I was happy to see it in the film a lot. Well, there's like an interesting like mix of like it it is nostalgia this movie because it's like the fans who are complaining about redesigning are like the older fans who grew up with sonic right kids have no expectation and then also kids don't know who jim carrey is so they kind of did this weird thing of introducing sonic to a younger generation while like cashing in on oh you remember the 90s that's when jim carrey was hot so it's an interesting choice but i think it really paid off Uh, but i want to blow your minds with kind of how this movie came to be before we get into spoilers so as we know, Sonic got redesigned, but that came at a cost because the motion picture company's Vancouver division went out of business shortly after finishing um, this film. Yikes. They also had worked on Detective Pikachu. So Owie. interesting little thing there. Um, but this movie succeeded on what I call the Deadpool weekend. And uh, me and Jacob had a gentleman's bet of whether this would outperform Birds of Prey, which uh, clearly it, it is doing so. And the Deadpool weekend is when Valentine's Day and President's Day are on the same weekend, right? And so the last time we had a big hit on the Deadpool weekend was Deadpool, and now we have Sonic. Interestingly enough, Tom Rothman was the executive in charge of Fox at the time that Deadpool was kept getting blocked. And when he was finally fired, they made Deadpool and it went crazy. He went on to Sony and was blocking Sonic until they dropped it. Paramount scoops it up. Releases it on Deadpool weekend and it's a success. Wow. So How about that guy? Everything Mike, you that have one of those passes on up behind wins. you that just leads to a bunch of string with Tim Rothman's name circled in the middle. I'm very and proud the final, of that The final piece is uh, Jim Giannopoulos is the guy who greenlit both Deadpool and Sonic once he was able to have control Weird. of Weird. So crazy. So this really did rise from the ashes in obscurity and really did replicate the Deadpool where Harley Quinn was very much like a Deadpool-esque movie, an R-rated comic book film. Like they were trying to hit it, but Sonic seems to have run away with it, uh, pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) It makes sense. Uh, One's the Merc with the mouth. The other is the Hedgehog with a mouth. Uh, I love it. We love him, guys. But it's so interesting that it's a kid's movie that filled in that R-rated hole, but I love it. 
Yeah, I guess it's, you know, long weekend. Enough word of mouth is like, this thing is decent enough. It's like, okay, I'll take my kids on Sunday evening or Monday, and it seems to work out. But Yeah, you have, like, opposite ends of the uh, Valentine's Day spectrum. For Deadpool, I feel like you have a lot of young couples that aren't necessarily into rom-coms. Mm. I feel like, especially the generation below us, they're not growing up with... Uh, Hugh Grant movies or whatever. I, I wasn't a big rom-com guy myself. <laughs> so but uh, right. So, you know, they, they went and saw their R-rated Marvel movie. And here on the opposite end, you got a lot of uh, people with their kids who maybe want to go on a date and they don't have time to go alone. <laughs> they- <laughs> so person I want to point out on making this film is the director, Jeff Fowler. Guys, this is his first movie. This is a directorial debut. Before that, he's made shorts. He made a short film that won the Academy Award 14 years ago. And this is what he's using that karma on, guys. Wow. wow. And, and it That's is like wild. a safe movie. Like, I mean, get, granted the special effects, but it's like the script wise, it's like it's a road trip movie. We, these have been done before. You kind of know how to do it. So uh, he did execute it well. Built in audience. Mm hmm. Yeah, so safe, but he, the solid execution for sure. So, Well, I feel like your biggest hurdle as a director there is interacting with Jim Carrey playing a video game character. Very true. Oh, man, that is a high-tension situation. Like, you don't want to make Jim Carrey look bad and also not known for being the easiest person to work with in the world, necessarily. No. <laughs> oh, some of, of his interviews on the, on the press circuit are the most bizarre thing, where he's talking about when he plays Sonic, he would rather lose because that means Robotnik is winning. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, That's all I, he did to study was yeah, lose Sonic sure. Just for played months. it three times a <laughs> That's lot. his excuse to lose. Adam, you were saying, why didn't they feature him more in the content before the film was released? Do you think it was because of the redesign, quote-unquote? Did you have issues seeing that he's sort of a prequel version of Dr. Robotnik? I... I didn't have as much issue with that because I get frustrated when people are cast just because they physically look like a character. And to me, Jim Carrey made total sense to play Dr. Eggman. Not Um, Danny DeVito. I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad about Danny DeVito either. I think that'd be great. Uh, I feel like Danny DeVito is 90s version Sonic yeah. And Jim Carrey is that two, 1999 crossing into 2000 Sonic Adventure, Dr. Eggman. Yeah, there is an um, Eggman with like skinny little stick legs and long arms. He's just, you know. So you do Yeah, all he was versions. missing was the pot belly to be the, the Sonic Adventure <laughs> Eggman. Yeah, and, and the first trailer even shows kind of him with a big mustache at the end. So maybe that's a good transition here is this movie kind of feels even like a Robotnik Origins because what we see at the end is very different than what we see at the beginning. So let's go ahead. All right, Normies, we're going to be talking spoilers and everything from chili dogs to chili dog fart jokes next on Normies Like Us. (laughs) Disgusting. Gotta go fast, gotta go fast, gotta get down and do a little dash. You can't hold me down, you can't slow me down. Gotta go fast, gotta go fast, gotta get up and do the dash. All right, normies, try to keep up on this special episode where we're talking Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. We're just going to be going through it now, guys. Um, up top, so something I want to point out to you guys. The movie starts with baby Sonic's adventures on the planet Mobius. One, right mm-hmm. out of the gate, I'm like, this is fucking awesome. This is great. This is what I want to see out of a Sonic movie. Then we're introduced to 
long claw. His owl protector, keeper, blah, blah, blah. I have a theory here, guys. I think Longclaw is the only animal that was not redesigned. His look is very different, and I just want to quickly say... Photorealistic. Of, yeah, and with the amount of product placement, I'm surprised they didn't go with White Claw on that, but that's uh, <laughs> for another time. But he didn't look redesigned at all, for sure. Like if they No, retouched- because when you see the Echidna tribe in a little minute here, Mike, I'm just like, mm-hmm. wow, they look fantastic. They look straight out of the comics, and it keeps going back and forth between them and Sonic in this giant photorealistic owl from the Owls yep. of Gahool. I'm like, fucking Zack Snyder <laughs> made this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah what are your thoughts on long claw adam uh i was just trying to get past long claw because i felt like i felt weird about it i liked you know mobius popping up i liked you know that we're we have a movie that is not trying to to whitewash how weird sonic is <laughs> like right. like you said the echidna tribe showing up i was like i'm i'm here for this this is yeah, absurd no grounding <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, I, there's no school. I do loop-de-loops. It's it's great. I just, I love it, right? Um, and I, I was kind of really stoked on Mobius. It was cool to see that, albeit briefly. And then, you know, the Echidna tribe. I'm a big Knuckles fan. So it was like... Did that blow your mind, yeah. Mike? I knew you had to be excited. I know you love Knuckles. I'm watching that. I'm thinking, Mike's going to fucking love these Echidnas. Yeah, within the first, like, three minutes of the movie, they're right there. I'm like, oh, man, this is this is awesome. And it almost made me feel like... I, I wish I could have spent more time there. So maybe depending on if we yeah. get sequels. But yeah. I, yeah, it, it, it already going. I feel like this, the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie live together in the sequel in this crazy Dr. Robotnik crash mm-hmm. through Sonic furry land. <laughs> yes. Coming, coming next time. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I was looking up. Yeah, I was like, who who is Longclaw? Because as far as I know, never appeared in the games. It, it seems to be an original creation just for this. So uh, add another one to book. Sonic's I Origins. I found a weird picture where it's more of a traditional, like the owl from Winnie the Pooh, who's just sort of like even maybe glasses or something like that. Not this. I mean, truly, she almost looked like, do you remember that Sega game? Uh, we breezed past the awesome Sega opening credits, by the way. I thought that was oh, that was great. awesome, yeah. guys. But yeah, it that was very of, cool to see. Do you guys remember the Night into Dreams or whatever that game was called for uh-huh. Dreamcast? Yeah, that was like the a jester character. That guy created the Sonic video games. Oh, it's the same I designer. swear to God, that owl looks like that character on purpose. Reminded though. me of a uh, Rystar or Restar. Uh, the design seemed like a Rystar character to me. That makes um, sense too. It reminded me of the Tootsie Pop commercials, but <laughs> that's all I'm you know owls from. Okay, Boomer, yeah. Sonic Boomer, that is. Um, real quick, after those awesome Sega credits, which I hope we get another movie in the Sega universe so I can keep seeing those. Let's touch that on the wrap-up, yeah. Please. Did it do some kind of weird Marvel Cinematic Universe homage where it's like a red screen that says like original film or something like that in the Marvel text? I that think, was odd. I think that might be a company that has the completely original name of original film. <laughs> yeah, it just looked like sure a Spider-Man. Like, yeah, well, it's it, weird. But I believe they're weird. like a production company. I'll, I'll look it up to confirm. But we get Mobius and then, you know, Longclaw gets attacked by the Echidnas, which that might play into something in, in a future film. But he's got to run to Earth and he, 
He he's got to run to else. Earth with the rings. So, Adam, you're playing these video games. The rings don't make you transport different planets and stuff. Obviously, they're just your second life or whatever. So what are you thinking when you see the portal Doctor Strange style open up? So here's my theory. If I got to connect it to the video games, which, you know, I'm, I'm for films having some liberty to uh, make my video games more palatable and film format. I'm now imagining that Sonic is out collecting all of these rings because poor little animals are just accidentally getting teleported into horrendous universes like our own. Oh, no. So Sonic's real mission is to get all these rings so that bunny rabbits stop teleporting into hellscapes. <laughs> that makes some sense. Uh, in the games, the, the rings do transport you to like bonus stages, like in Sonic yes. 2 and Sonic 3. That's so they right. are, right. I, I like that they included that. And one of the things I, I like about that, this Mike, movie. you're right. Going to like the gem worlds and stuff, that is what they do. The yeah, big yeah. Ones. So they kind of reappropriated that. And I like that they kind of gave you a little bit of everything. You know, you want to see Sonic spin dash, he's going to spin dash. You want to see him bounce off an, a boss to defeat it, you'll see that. So the way they were creative with those elements, I thought was nice. Um, and even right off the bat, I'm like, okay, a ring's transporting you. I'm with it. So Got the, the homing attack in there. That's right, yeah. It's pretty cool to see those flying drones and, and Sonic chaining between them. Yeah. I was like, didn't think I'd see that in a, a film. Yeah, and he's sliding along the ground on those landmines. It's almost like soaps. Um, yeah, yeah, came close. Yeah, so, I mean... He, he comes to Earth and he find out that he's a lonely guy. You know, that's kind of the setup. He's been hiding because that's what Longclaw said. Banished, people want yeah. your power. Yeah, you need to stay hidden because people are going to hunt you down, right? Um, I consider this movie um, Furry Road. Like, I kind of made that joke a couple times. <laughs> but let me, let me set oh, it up. Normies, right? turn it off. Turn the podcast off, Normies. That's it. I always say it after Mike makes the best joke of the episode. That was the right. one. Furry Road. No, but I'm dead serious, because what is Mad Max Fury Road about? It's about Max trying to run away from his problems until he realizes you need to stop, turn around, and face him. <laughs> and what is Sonic's arc in this movie? He's running and running and running until he realizes he needs to stop, turn around, and face the enemy to protect his friends. It's, it's, it's fu Furry Road, dude. And, and I'll say, wow. you were saying Sonic is for normies earlier. I would say that Sonic is the Furry Road, and that it's a mainstream property that I feel like... Uh, turns a lot of people on to the uh, the furry community. Like, Sonic is, I feel like, the prime franchise. It's like, here's something that's very mainstream, and you just dip a little bit below the surface, and you start to realize there's a very big community that's like, hey, we care about these characters a little bit more than you do. Too much. Yeah, Adam, you might be outing me real quick as a furry. I will say probably one of the first crushes I ever had in my life was the cartoon Southern Rabbit that's like half metal that's part of Sonic's team. I just remember being a kid <laughs> oh, being yeah. like, I wish she was my girlfriend. You got Rouge <laughs> the Bat, you know? There's a... No, that's too Get much. I could not be with Rouge. Rouge is a temptress, Mike. If I was with her, I would I would never see my family again. She's the Catwoman of the Sonic universe, basically. She steals <laughs> jewels, you know? She, she shaves her fur on her breasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they hard. left uh, those elements of the Sonic universe out of the children's movie, uh, for the most part. <laughs> 
But I mean, that's it's kind of the simple way to put it, because I'm OK to jump around just talking about what we like. We didn't like, you know, he, he does meet James Marsden. That's Tom Wachowski or Wachowski. Uh, truly, I thought it was basically it's Mike Wachowski from Monsters, Inc. They say his name so often. They're like Tom Wachowski, Tom Wachowski, Tom Wachowski. I was like, is that somebody? Do I know that name? They just keep saying it over and over. Yeah, but I, I do also then like so he he's lonely and he creates like a super surge and then that gets on the government's radar and I love this boardroom scene. Oh yes, uh, I did too. Yeah, but genuinely, like, <laughs> I thought it was yeah. funny. no, not not that very guy. silly. He's fucking crazy with his drones and then robotics mm. shows up. Mike, this I is- want to say before that when he's a loner, uh, we get a little experience of the town to set up kind of the drama for James Marsden who plays Tom Wachowski. He's a guy right. who's too big for the pond he's in. He's in a small town. He's the sheriff. He wants some real action. The only person he kind of goes up against is crazy Carl who thinks he sees some sort of monster in the wood. He holds up a picture, Mike, of Sanic the Hedgehog, where that's uh, right. Kids aren't laughing in the theater, but I'm clapping, man. Like it's game over for Colin. Oh yeah, I had to lean over. I'm like, you know, I'm like, that's Sanic. And she's like, what is that? I'm like, oh, I'll just show you later. It's a meme. I, <laughs> you I know, was like, very I pleased to see him there. I hope that the kid who drew that, if it was indeed a child, made made some sort of licensing fee on that image. <laughs> <laughs> That's like what I like. They are kind of going deep into the source material for like the fans. In clever ways. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not a distracting way to present that image. Uh, no. It's effective. It feels diegetic. Like it feels natural that Crazy Carl would draw the Blue Devil crazily and everyone would dismiss him. I love that. Yeah. In some other <laughs> dumb movie, there would be like a wanted poster where it says Sanic. And he'd be like, that's not even my name. It's Sonic the Hedgehog. And I'd be like, all right, come on, fucking keep it moving. But in this, it's a good joke. And then they pay it off later where he's like, no, you should have been calling him Sensible Carl. He's the only one who knows what's going on. <laughs> exactly. Right. I love that. He gets his uh, his retribution. He's like, give me the chainsaw. Come on, man. It's okay. <laughs> Yeah, we see we see Tom like helping ducks across the street. There's really nothing for him to do, but it does establish he's a friend of the animals, which is important for Sonic protagonists. Um, he's got a dog. Yeah, he's, very true. He's a uh, beautiful man with a beautiful wife in a giant house in a small town. And as someone who's from a small town, let me just say there aren't many Hollywood looking couples sitting in very nice <laughs> houses who are doing the hardest job in communities. But then again, we're in a yeah. kid's movie, aren't we? Whoops, I forgot for a second. <laughs> but I do, I you know, I, like I said, given leeway for a kid's film, you were mentioning the boardroom scene. I love, I love the way that those uh, generals are presented in a children's movie mm-hmm. as uh, we don't really know what's going on. <laughs> we're clearly imbeciles. We're screwed. Yeah, we, we are not good at our jobs. Adults suck. One of the guys in the boardroom was one of the voice actors for Robotnik in uh, some of the oh, games. Cool. Oh, so like even that nice. kind of stuff they're doing, which is really really awesome. I didn't expect like that much attention to detail on like the actual properties because you just don't see it. It's yeah. just how did they get the design so wrong on the first one? <laughs> if all this was in the script originally, like I don't and think it was Jeff reshot. Fowler, his other history outside of being a short person was he did visual effects. They brought him on because he was a guy who did visual effects. And, you know, guys, they don't make these movies with just one person calling the shots. These are blockbusters by committee. Again, the fact that everybody was seeing 
yeah, that's Sonic with dentures. He looks totally normal to me. I say we go with it. It just blows my mind. <laughs> Do you think, when did Detective Pikachu come out? Did it come out before the redesign? About yeah. six months before, yeah. I, I feel like maybe that was part of what helped the push to get things uh, turned in the right direction was like Detective Pikachu might have been an example of let's at least keep the things that are familiar to fans that we have no reason to change for the purpose of narrative. Let's try to keep those the same, uh, i.e. character designs. <laughs> yeah, like just the silhouette that Sonic cuts is like burned into people's brains. It's had some, you know, adjustments here and there, but it's mostly maintained like big head, round body, you know, gloves, yeah. the big ass shoes and like what, whatever they came up with. The and rest Adam, of it you're is right. pretty competent. If that first trailer of Detective Pikachu had come out and like it was like, hey, it's me, Pikachu, and he's like short and not furry and he's like green or something. Yeah, we would have all fucking revolted. I don't like this idea where people now are saying like, we fix Sonic. We fix the movie. Us fans by like yelling at a company to change things. Eh, it's more about <laughs> yeah, your yeah. reactions were so bad. They were so scared they weren't going to make money. They, they were forced to change it. You, you guys didn't do anything. Right. And, you know, as we said in the previous segment, it did cause, you know, moving picture company Vancouver to shut down. So I would hope that if this is successful and they do a sequel, they find each and every one of those people and give them yes. the jobs for this because they did a great job on the redesign. And, you know, at the end, we'll talk a spoiler, but like they, they, they deserve another shot. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that this is what led to them shutting down. That's a bummer. It was their last project. It was cited as, um, you know, like a cost-benefit analysis thing. But animators get screwed over a lot. There's a documentary called Life After Pi. Um, see what happened to the animation company that did all the work on that film. It, so it needs to be kind of people need to become more aware of uh, animation companies getting screwed over. Sounds a lot like the video game industry to me. <laughs> yes, Ooh, but I almost feel true. guilty about complaining about Sonic because they were working long hours to fix the dang thing. Paramount gets their check and then they don't have a job. So I'm a little conflicted, but I am pleased with the product that I received. Ooh, you just said product. I want to mention something I didn't like about this movie. I know you guys feel the same as well. Oh, yeah. The product placement in this movie, like we're talking about the cost that it must have been to redo these characters. I think they wrote it off by like, look, we'll in insert four jokes about the Olive Garden. We'll talk about Zillow.com. Like, we'll do anything you guys want. Zillow was the worst one. Like, I was looking at apartments on Zillow.com. And <laughs> I like the Olive Garden, though, especially the one at the end. Uh, I, I that got, That's off. my kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. The, if, I, the, if it was a Red Lobster gift card, oh, my God. The Olive Garden I liked because, uh, at least for me, it was a joke about how, what what would I imagine doing product placement in a movie? Uh, one of the most corporate, like, <laughs> franchises on the planet. Uh, the Olive Garden from Darden Restaurants or <laughs> whatever it is. Right. Like, <laughs> and also, it rang true to me as something that... Uh, you know, someone in, in a nice small town in middle America, they've, let me tell you, that town only has a Walmart and it only has an Olive Garden. Yeah, they killed all the Olive mom Garden and pops. opened a month <laughs> after the Walmart. And Adam, you're right. My dad would be like, I saved the world. Thank you for the Olive Garden gift card government. Like he would tell his friends, like, and you wouldn't believe what they gave me. 
<laughs> if they would have gone there and had Sonic being like, "Wow, bottomless pasta," oh, that's like God. that. That would have been too much. <laughs> like they replaced <laughs> chili dogs with pasta. But. I totally disagree. I want to see the <laughs> ten minute montage of Sonic freezing time and Olive Garden to slurp everyone else's noodles. That's the oh, short man. for the Blu-ray. <laughs> Come on, make it, guys. That's do, right. Wait, um, do we have well, we space do- to talk about how Sonic is alternately Sonic? And the Flash, like just depending on his mood, time. seemingly yeah, he can he can. You know, people say about Superman is Superman too overpowered? I've seen a lot of people be like, "Well, you know, why did Sonic choose to get hit by the dart, the tranquilizer dart by uh, by James Marsden? Obviously, he can just activate super speed at any moment. I know, that doesn't bug me, Adam. It's like he's not going to do it at every second. If we're right. really going to nitpick, why is he riding in a car? At all. How dare you, Mike? I love the scene where they explain that away for five year olds in two seconds, where he's like, Well, I can't read a map. I don't know where I'm going. And it's like, Oh, sure. I don't know. I think about, guys, I think about all the time if I had the ability to fly right now, if I had that superpower, I couldn't fucking do anything with that. I wouldn't even know how to get to my best friend's house. (laughs) Right. Yeah. It would be pretty tough. And he's a kid. He's like, probably like, what, 10 years old, maybe? Um, I. A little older. I think they should have done the work, and they should have just had uh, what's-his-face riding on Sonic's back all the way down the highway. Does the... does <laughs> Or a the, rickshaw. <laughs> I like the rickshaw idea better. Does the travelogue, does the fact that it's a road trip movie bug you, Adam? Again, you know, we go into expectations about these things. I don't think any of us would have thought, well, yeah, Sonic will be a road trip movie. It's like The Hangover. It's cool. I think it's really stupid and also really relaxing. The the idea of the entire government, like, coming at, like, the U.S. government is trying to track you down and you're just casually, like, driving along the road, taking, like, gas station stops, maybe hanging out at a bar. Very silly. Uh, but it's nice to imagine. <laughs> yeah, my mind was blown when they're like, you know, I got a bucket list. I just really want to hang out in this bar. And it's like the whole government is chasing us. We should probably keep him in that bucket bucket list, Mike. What's the worst that could happen? Um, (laughs) Then he's like, he had to have a bar fight on his bucket list. Now, Mike, when he comes up in his little cowboy outfit and his shirt's too long and he's just got his little hat on and you're that waitress, do you go, that's a fucking blue hedgehog. Like, I don't care, like, <laughs> if the yeah. person's like, no, 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 it's, he's sick, he's got this. I'd be like, yeah, okay, but he's also a little monster. Yeah, and even if he's sick, he's still probably underage and shouldn't be in here. Actually, one of the drinks on the board was called Yo Mama, and it was $2, so I like that there was a Yo Mama joke in this movie. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that- but casually, uh, if you would have told me a Sonic movie is going to revolve around someone being labeled a domestic terrorist and hunted by the government. I would not have, I would not have believed you. I, yeah, it's, uh, it, it reminded me a lot of the, the scene in The Mandalorian where Baby Yoda just comes into a bar and nobody really pays that much attention. It's yeah, like right? people aren't going to turn their heads at this, even, even saying it's a child in a costume. I mean, I guess you still you don't know what it your, is. Exactly. I would just think, I don't know what that is, though. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not going to serve it alcohol. I need some ID. (laughs) If I've learned anything about walking into backwater bars and movies, it's that no matter who you are, you get stopped and stared at. 
if you don't belong, whether you're a human or a hedgehog. So I don't know. What do we think about this action scene, though? Because it's one of the big kind of set pieces where he's doing the Quicksilver thing. And I thought it was a lot of fun. I think it was really, really well done. Adam, thoughts? It was... Uh, I, I was fine with it. Like, I enjoyed it, but it did just seem like a... I haven't even seen Quicksilver scenes. I haven't seen uh, those movies. Ooh. Do you watch the Flash even, TV show? Um, I didn't. Mm. I, I'm not very familiar with almost anything in the... Uh, is Flash DC? Flash is DC. Yes, yes sir. He's DC. Um, I'm really out of the loop on almost all superhero movies. But even without seeing those movies, I was like, oh, yeah, this is what everybody told me happened in that X-Men first class movie. Um, so, yeah. you know, and at that point, I was just watching a cartoon, which was fine. But nothing extraordinarily odd was going to happen, which is what I was looking for in this movie. Hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, so Sonic is your only speedster then. But, yeah, it was very reminiscent of those uh the X-Men first class kind of scenes but with him. Mike, Even playing ping pong with himself earlier on. Well, yeah, but isn't that a gimmick? How do you get around it? If you have a super speed character, the fact that Quicksilver did it in uh, Days of Future Past for Warner Brothers, or Fox, I'm sorry, and the fact that uh, uh, Quicksilver did it for Marvel Studios as well in Age of Ultron, it's like, guys, yeah, that is what super speed people do. Flash did it on TV. What? How else do you visually represent super speed Speedsters. other than nobody else moves? Here's, Clock here's, stoppers did it too. The the thing that bothers me is for me there's a huge difference between running really fast and being able to slow down your cognition. Like I, I just finished this sci-fi series about an AI and he can he calls it frame jacking. You know where he like increases his frame rate to like 300 frames per second. That and is basically cool as hell. he's in. Yeah, he's in like fast time and he can do all this processing while other people don't even notice that he's looked mm -hmm. away for a second. And so I, I was a little bothered by the idea that Sonic doesn't just go fast. He can process his thoughts so quickly that he can adjust people in real time. Blue electricity is just shooting all over his little hedgehog brain. Because <laughs> yeah, the thought quills. is if you're looking at it in real time, it would, it would be like a snap of a finger. Yeah, you know, he'd just do it. But the, I read also an article about like if you had that kind of speed, like you wouldn't be able to do anything because the refresh rate on our eyeballs wouldn't like you don't have the frame rate. So I like that frame jacking angle. That's like an interesting way to tackle that problem. Right. But and, it's a, and a lot movie. of that. That's yeah. true. It's a kid's movie. But I will say the other thing that that deals with is the existential dread. At which point you can slow down time. You can also just think that fast if you want to through normal time. And, uh, you know, create all these fears about life and death and how you're alone in the universe. <laughs> so, like, the way I can't sleep normally, just amplify that. Uh -huh, right? Yeah. <laughs> now <laughs> you just brilliant. have an infinitely long night to stay uh -huh. awake through. <laughs> well, speaking of infinitely long nights, how about we take a little pause here and we'll come back and wrap up the, the tail end of the Sonic film and any other spoilers, things we enjoyed. The road trip continues. Let me just grab this chili dog. <laughs> Wait, I'm already biting on the other end of it. <laughs> oh, oh, I know it's about to happen. <laughs> this is the grossest lady in the tramp. <laughs> Sonic smooch. Let my heart and my soul, you see that I ran. Rings of gold in the ward, sit on my nightstand. I've got something they want, but it's mine again. Free my struggles, detach me from this island. Leave my knuckles, attack me. Right. <laughs> you guys covered in chili. 
please don't for don't forget don't forget that terrible fart joke. Gotta gotta oh, yeah. talk about the fart. We're gonna joke. hit that now, yeah. <laughs> I'll bring it in. We're back again talking Sonic the Hedgehog the movie. Uh, we'll come up to the end of our tale here in a minute, but uh, some other beats. Let's talk about just cool Sonic homages that happen throughout. He eats the chili dogs. He says things like. I ate this thing. I think you guys call it chili dogs. That we're getting origins of things, right? I know this is one of your favorite parts of the movie is this hotel scene after Adam. You want to break it down for oh us? Oh, my gosh. So I was in a theater full of children, and I was just like in full degenerate state, like hadn't taken care of myself that day, wandered into this matinee Sonic, was eating a Taco Bell burrito in my seat. <laughs> What? And, uh, How did you get it in there? I just, you know, stuck it in my front pocket. <laughs> They're not oh, that yeah. big. And, um, and so the kids are having a good time. They're enjoying things. One of the kids was really into the movie. He, like, gasped when Sonic put his shoes on. But oh. there's... <laughs> in the hotel, with no cue, Sonic is just sitting on the bed smiling, and he lets out a disgusting-sounding fart. <laughs> Really, like, just vile fart, which is amplified by him just smiling and continuing to stare like he's cute. And and what's his name? James Marston. (laughs) Tom. Tom, Tom, uh, what's his name? Wachowski. Wachowski is like, "Uh uh-oh, buddy, that sounded wet. You better check your fur. That is so rough. It's disgusting. It posits that Sonic has an anus, and that the <laughs> that anus sharded. <laughs> that, that he sharded into his own fur. Nobody in the theater laughed, which then started me on a path of almost giggling through the rest of the film. Like that joke <laughs> going out there and not landing with the children. I just, I, I, yeah, it was almost, it was almost lights out for me. I well, could the not worst part of that. It. Yeah, he was also fresh out the shower, which like makes it even worse. <laughs> yeah, you just got dirty. You're supposed again. to be clean, but imagine that scene with the nightmare Sonic. <laughs> oh God! Well, I want to see it with. I want the scene to have out. Robo Sonic do that. <laughs> oh yeah. But here's something too. So they're chilling at the hotel doing the whole road trip movie thing. But it's like if Robotnik is like IQ two thousand, like. When you're looking for people, right, you're like, all right, known relatives. She's going to be like, all right, he's married to this lady who lives in San Francisco. They're probably going there. None of that regular police work. (laughs) It's almost like Luke Skywalker, the hidden son of Anakin Skywalker, being named Luke Skywalker. (laughs) It's almost like... There's no way. Let's see, where should I hide him? Okay, I know he used to live on this planet. Hmm. (laughs) Maybe it is uncle? (laughs) I have one relative. Yeah, it's very much like that. So they're getting to the San Francisco. But I love this road chase scene when they, they Robotnik finally kind of catches up to him and he sends this tank. And uh, the, the whole sequence so with cool. the car is the most Fury Road. But that's awesome. You get the spin dash. Uh, the tank. Now, can I ask my Sonic experts here, were there kind of three homages to, well, I guess four, to the levels of Sonic? You have the Mobius world, which really is Green Hill Zone. We know that the place he lands in is Green Hill. Um, mm-hmm. we know the mushroom world at the end, fucking fantastic. Sonic was, three, yeah. Sonic three was the, where he meets Knuckles. Um, was the, 
the tanker, wasn't that a level that you would be on that as it moved? I, there are scrolling. Yeah, I, go? I do seem to recall, you know, there are a lot of, I feel like there are several bosses in Sonic where you're running while the boss is kind of following you. And I think specifically there's one in Sonic 3 that's similar to this. Could, could so. be misremembering. There's an yeah. airship at the beginning of Sonic 3 that you have to outrun, and it's continually I remember that you. for sure, Mike. I remember My parents dying would watch that. me play that, and then they would just yell from the couch, haul ass, Michael, haul ass. I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm yes. I'm like eight years old. <laughs> Mike, I never had that experience. The most would be my yeah. brother saying, it's my turn now. No way was anybody <laughs> right. cheering me on. That's great. I texted my dad or my parents. I said, oh, we're going to watch Sonic. The next day, he texted me like, did you haul ass yesterday? <laughs> Dude, fuck like, yeah, I did indeed. <laughs> so I finally got, I missed that story last episode, but um, also the hilltop sign he has to play ping pong on this, there's hilltop zone as well. Very cool. Um, and even the little flower like that he, that he gives a long claws designed oh, like the sprites. Absolutely. You know? And you know, Mike, you mentioned that a lot of the movie is kind of an origin story to things like, hey, I guess I do like chili dogs and I guess this is what Dr. Robotnik looks like. Literally the whole movie, Adam, you just mentioned it. I forgot till you mentioned it. I am looking at his feet, those weird little red kind of shoes and white wraps he has. And the whole time I'm like, he's got to get new shoes. He's got to get these Sonic shoes. When's he going to get them? What are they going to look like? Oh my God, there they are. This is like the good version of Solo. <laughs> That's a great way yeah, to they, put it. They, they did a good job with that, with his shoes being worn out. At one point he's wearing two different shoes. Um yep. The only thing I wasn't buying is there are no way Sonic's feet are the same dimension as that little girl's feet who gives him There's the shoes. There's no way. <laughs> no, no. She was just out, yeah, outside. Hey, what no, size are those? Uh, Adam, she's also shoes. a size 14. That little girl, she was playing hoops <laughs> after that. I don't think they ever revealed her feet in shot. Maybe they did. It's not a Tarantino film. What if after, right. yeah, really, what if after he left, the camera panned down and she had giant <laughs> feet, Mike? super deformed <laughs> let's go dude it's it's on brand um oh, but yeah i like you know because he's wearing even in the trailer it's a lot like thor ragnarok where he has two eyeballs in the trailer but in the movie he loses one and sonic he's wearing the red shoes in the trailers they, they don't show the whole you that, time uh, which yeah. you know so the trailers have had many iterations i hate when i see his little human fingers putting in a cassette tape it's, it's terrible. <laughs> um, let's talk best moments here in just a second. I want to bring up one last thing to kind of wrap up the action of the film. The last fight, uh, like you said, Mike, he spins around. He literally runs back, or I guess he falls through his ring. He goes back to Green Hill Zone, or Green Hill. Um, and it's just a weird face-off against Dr. Robotnik, who's also taken one of his quills and can also enter super speed. And it's just kind of a weird... They're on opposite sides of each other, never really interacting. It just felt, it almost felt to me like a real life Pokemon battle where I'm like, well, just fucking get up there. Just fucking do something to each other. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that that's where he uses the, what what do you call it, Adam? The the, the homing? Yeah, the, the homing dash or the, the homing attack. Yeah, that's how you defeat like every boss in Sonic Adventures, just repeatedly bouncing Bros. off their head. Yeah, and Smash Bros. Um, and I, I like the globe trotting part where he throws out a ring and he's in Egypt and then he's at the Great Wall I of China that. and 
He's being chased. That's very much like his the last speed. Ass, but he was hauling ass. He likes he hauling ass. light speed skipping. Well, you know, That's, there's a there's a move in Sonic Zor, Adventure called light speed dash, and I feel like light oh, speed skipping. Ooh. You put these two scenes next door to each other. Um, yeah, they, but that's that our crossover fight. opportunity. Like, I, I just want to edit want it, Sonic running through. Running away from Kylo, green screen mess to me. You guys just mentioned the rings. I loved the rings. As far as MacGuffins go, to like go and get a thing. The fact that yeah, you because know, so many things are like Ray, you must find the lightsaber to blah blah blah. That's cool. That moves the, the narrative forward. The compass. In yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, but for Sonic, it's like I need to find these rings because ultimately, I'm kind of going to kill myself. I'm going to exile myself again. I need to be alone. I'm too dangerous. Watching that, I was like, this is kind of heavy for a kids movie. And it ties in the Sonic game mechanic of collecting your rings when you lose them. It's not like your hit points in this movie, but it's like they're a valuable asset and he needs them. It's his only way to travel like between dimensions. They're like supremely important. So recovering your rings is such a big gameplay mechanic. That's essentially the whole point of the movie. It's like something you do as a player. And it was really clever to like integrate that. And they uh... most people wouldn't do it. Yeah, they they represent his uh his social responsibility. <laughs> They're like not the most fun thing to go pick up. No, but it's it's heavy, baby. It's too bad. It, one thing though, he couldn't just run up the building and grab him. Um cuz he's established as being able to scale like loop de loops as a baby. I think he could just whoop, zip up there. Oh, we need a key. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does just uh, you know, jump into that that flash mode and he's like oh the door is locked <laughs> it's like but pretty sure like you could s- slow-mo pick a guard's po- pocket man <laughs> oh easy yeah right easily yeah but i did like like when he goes to see the ball of yarn he's like oh that was pretty lame you know? <laughs> paddle 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 okay shut up enough Giving the turtle a ride, yeah, that was pretty good. So. Oh, I loved when he picked that turtle up and he was like, hey, I get it, man. And he's just like fucking, he's so lonely. He's just, he's lost his yeah. mind. So many people I see are like, he's kind of, he kind of makes too many jokes. He's kind of obnoxious for me. I don't know. Again, he's a guy who's alone his entire life who has super speed. Like, what do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. And have you seen the cartoons or any, like, he's pretty I mean, he did the finger wag, guys. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. You're right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right before that, he fights those drones on the top of the tower, which I'll say is maybe the best sequence in the film. Not my favorite, but when he slows things down and, like you said, he's hopping and skipping. He throws the ring to catch the humans that fell off the cliff. Like it's exhilarating. That with yeah. when all the the ordnance is around him, all these missiles and bullets. That felt like the trailer for a Sonic game I would play. Where all of it's coming mm. at him, and he's just kind of like, oh, I'm not worried about this. I'm Sonic. Yeah. Too slow. Can't catch me. <laughs> um, let's talk about the, kind of the, the ending in the post credits. So Robotnik ends up getting trapped on the Mushroom World. Sonic does like wow. a supercharged spin dash, blasts him into the Mushroom Kingdom. Some people are like, is that a dig on Mario? I'm like, no, no normies. You just never played Sonic 3 yeah, <laughs> or Sonic yeah. Knuckles. Um. So he's trapped over there, and we see him grow out his mustache. It's years later. He has his assistant was called Doctor Stone, and so he's doing rock connaissance. Completely crazy. I, I love it. He has done the full Colonel Hertz, where he's shaving his head like a maniac. Yeah, I, I love the origin. I'm 
I'm not the biggest uh, Jim Carrey fan in the world as like a human. Like I-, I don't have any major problems with the guy. I'm just not one of these people who's like, oh my gosh, Jim Carrey, everything he does, I love him, and also I, I buy him as this elevated being. That's not me, but it goes a long way with me when you can see him with a script that isn't just popping off the page as like this is gold. And you see someone invest this much into a character that I appreciate yeah, and man. just kind of let it fly. I want the Robotnik movie. Uh, Robotnik on Mushroom Planet was my favorite part. Of, Do you think he uh, was getting film. high on those things, Adam, at the end? He had a whole <laughs> basket full of the mushrooms and the way he was talking. I think he's been eating a couple of those. And I think next time he sees Sonic, we're going to feel that. I mean, that's the only sustenance out there. And I think it's a, uh, I think it's the kind of thing that would lead you to create a flying airship <laughs> that's run by robots. And you need to capture indigenous species to somehow be in those robots. That's kind of <laughs> how the <laughs> But he always just has appeared as like, I hate that hedgehog. But now you see like why. Like he exiled yeah, me to a yeah. fucking mushroom world. And I'll world. say this, Mike, <laughs> the final line that he has worked on me. Normal people would be stuck here for the rest of their lives. I'll be home by Christmas. I just thought like Sonic Two will release on Christmas. Oh, dude! If that was the (laughs) tease for that, fucking sign me up. That is the gift I want. Wow! To have the confidence of it, he he never let me down in every scene, man. I like that that character in general. Of like, I have disdain for you because I am genuinely better than you are. Uh, It Mm -hmm. it it works for me, and it also made me reflect. Like, <laughs> if Vegeta or Jim Carrey's Dr. Robotnik was insulting me and telling me I was a failure, I'd be like, oh, you know what? I guess I am. I <laughs> like, might be. <laughs> right. I love that, like, kind of Sonic represented, like, this thing that he could throw his genius at. Like, finally a puzzle that I can do because everything's so fucking easy. And he's like, all right, I'm going to bust out my robots. He has a playlist called Tunes of Anarchy. Like, come on, man. Mike, at one point he says to Dr. Stone, obviously your eyes haven't been trained to track the indigenous Native American shadow wolves like mine have. Clearly, that's what we're dealing with here. And I'm just like, this is the best movie ever made. (laughs) Yeah, but he won't look up. You know, next of kin for the guy he's tracking <laughs> down. But it's great, you know. Um, and then I think the last big thing to bring up is the the mid credits scene, which reveals Miles Tails Prower. I mean, Adam, wow. what did you think when you saw that? I, as far as uh, those those after credits scenes go, number one came in early. Good call. I was still in the theater. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you're gonna have a reveal, it's a good one. It, uh, it pays off a lot more than like Sonic eating another chili dog. I'm like, I get to see <laughs> tails. Although I was yeah. disappointed. He jumps off of the cliff, falls out of frame, and then his tails are spinning when he comes back up. Yeah. Now, I want to see how those tails start spinning. I know it costs another like $50,000 of uh, special oh, effects least. work, but I need it. Adam, just because you just said it, do you think that he ever had a pre-design? Or do you think that they just never came up with the different tales? They probably finished that scene last with the visuals after they had already redone Sonic? Uh, I, I feel like that maybe that's something they added very late when they were like, you know what? Maybe this movie might actually sell some tickets. Like, <laughs> maybe we laid this is where we lay the groundwork that there could be a sequel. And see how that plays out. Because I do feel like that's a good Twitter hashtag. 
uh, oh, yeah. Tails, <laughs> you know, Tails is my baby or whatever. Tails rises. Mike, did you love seeing <laughs> Tails? Yeah, yeah. Tails is Yuna's favorite character, too. Um, so she was like really happy to see him. Um, and yeah, it's like now I, I like the idea that Sonic 1, the game, only had Sonic. Sonic 2 was just Sonic and Tails, and then the Sonic 3 movie will introduce Knuckles. No, Let's go. he needs to come in the next one. I've got a pitch he for should it. Come in too. The Chaos Emerald should be the entire plot of the next one. Obviously, that's why the Echidna tribe maybe thinks that Sonic is like the devil, or he's like destined to ruin them or something. That's what I would do. And Robotnik will manipulate Knuckles as he did in the Sonic 3 game, and then for the third movie, he's a good guy. Maybe. Yay! Oh man. So it's King of Monsters. Yeah. yeah. I don't guys, I, I'm a little brother. I had to play as Tails. When I saw him on screen, I'm like Yuna. That's my favorite character in the Sonic world. I was just like, this is fucking great. This is everything to me. Well, I was always the Donatello kid, and like Tails is the gadget guy, you know, so I, I always like Tails too. I was uh I was Team Knuckles because I like that gliding action and crawling up them walls. Do, 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 do. Oh, yeah. yeah no, yeah. I'm still a Knuckles man for life, and he's a rapper. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Does it kind of bug you guys that uh, Tails and Sonic aren't going to have a shared history, that he's going to have to come to him as some sort of, I've heard legend about you from Longclaw, maybe, or I'm part of this resistance or whatever? Obviously, they have no shared history if Sonic grew up on Earth, I guess, which is why he knows so much about Dominic Toretto in the Fast and the Furious franchise. Oh, yeah, and this movie was produced. Uh, original film, I looked it up, they made the Fast and the Furious movies. So they're making the fastest things on the silver screen right now. Uh, original <laughs> film. <laughs> I, um, I, I've had a good time talking about the Sonic movie. How about we go ahead and get final thoughts, last kind of little recaps and mentions here, and uh, keep on moving. As I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left. Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long that even my mama thinks that my mind is gone. But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it. All right, normies, you've tried to keep up with us, but we're closing in on the finish line, so you got to go fast, especially when we're talking about Sonic the Hedgehog, the movie, and we're wrapping it up here with our final thoughts. Um, again, guys, we, we just loved it. I don't, I don't know. I want to hear from you guys. Mike, I want to hear from you, baby. Yeah, so I got, a, I got a couple questions for you here. We were talking about kind of the sequels to this, right? This kind of saved Paramount because, like, their Star Trek properties weren't doing well. They were able to scoop it right out from under Sony's hands, who are basically life support from Marvel. So this could be a whole cinematic universe. And we talked about that logo up front. Is there a Sega cinematic universe? They had Altered Beasts. They had Golden Axe. Like, are we going to get Sega movies? Yeah, this Is this how they rise up? Golden Axe, Mike. But I, oh, hold on. I do want to say. crossing over, but. No, I know what you're saying. It's Sega Sega yeah. deserves to make more movies. But Mike, when that Paramount Mountain opens in the beginning and the rings fly over it instead of the stars. Oh, yeah, oh my right. God. Chef's kiss, baby. Sony would have never done that. Sony would have had the, any, any way to employ that. That was amazing. But yeah, like, are you guys. Like, do you like the idea of more movies from Sega properties? Yeah, I want a Tarantino crazy taxi. <laughs> oh, that's great. Because they've been struggling. Sega really hasn't yeah, been great yeah. since the 90s. I was a Dreamcast kid. I don't know about you guys. Um, Power Stone was like my favorite video yeah. game of all time. Thank you, Adam. Love it has it. such a weird mythology and it had a really cool anime. I wouldn't mind seeing something with that, please. Yeah, no, I'm still on Altered Beast. I'd I'd buy tickets for both of those movies. Absolutely. 
Um, I I have a little, and maybe this just speaks to Sega versus Nintendo, but I definitely have a harder time bringing up what is a pure Sega property in my mind uh, compared with Nintendo properties. So I I mean even even the Sonic movie and Sonic being the uh, the mascot of Sega essentially. Um, but Adam, yeah. you can agree that Sega does what Nintendo don't, right? Oh, absolutely. I I am team blast processing. <laughs> I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm team Sega. Let's take that blast processing. Let's bring it to the big screen. I'll be there for every film. Woo! I mean, like Shinobi is another property they that could do, would work. Which would be very cool. Um, but anyway, that's a divergent. So I just want to ask you guys, yeah, could this, is this an exciting thing for Sega to have new life on the silver screen if their video games haven't really been hitting it? Well, I got one last point I want to point out, uh, and Mike, go ahead and tack this up on your board and attach a little string. Originally, Tim Miller, director of Deadpool, was the one who developed this entire film. It's like, so how, what is happening? So Jim Giannopoulos and Tim Miller are just like high-fiving <laughs> Fuck you, Sony. You know? <laughs> Fuck you. Very strange, uh, man. Very strange. Let's jump Tom in. Rothman. I want to know now, do you guys have a favorite scene? Um, we kind of breezed over it. We didn't even mention it. We haven't, really haven't talked about Robotnik that much or Jim Carrey. But, uh, Mike, you mentioned his, like, heavy metal albums and stuff. That scene where he is dancing and he doesn't have a head, which is like a physical, weird thing. It's a practical thing that Jim Carrey can just do. I thought, I mean, just... It, it's not in the script, obviously. They just said, Jim, do whatever. We'll fucking point the camera at you. I just thought that was funny as hell. Oh, yeah. He said in an interview that, that was like a reference to like some old-timey movie that he watched. He's like, yeah, so I was like channeling that in that moment. I'm like, what the hell, Jim? Boy, who knows? He's like, yeah, they just gave me the room. And I was like, great. This is great. <laughs> do you have a favorite scene, Adam? Uh, I'd say that one absolutely is up near the top, but but still for me, uh, Robotnik turning into the Robotnik we're more familiar with on a mushroom planet that we pan out and we see it's just tessellations of mushrooms growing on top of mushrooms. Uh, that's when he my says, favorite. what the heck are you wearing? Well, it's a flight suit. I was like, all right, we're here. <laughs> we're here, guys. Anybody who is nervous about this thing, it's just fucking working. Yeah, I love it. It's like it's, it's okay. I love it, especially after Jim Carrey has kind of gone out on a ledge, whether he's aware or not, and become this very like outspoken, I am a weird celebrity guy. To see him slip back into being weird physical Jim Carrey on a Sega set and seemingly having no like apprehension about it, all of that stuff's great. Yeah, even the whole latte thing. Of course oh. I would love a latte. Of course I, I love the love way you make latte. them. Uh, Mike, did yeah. you have a favorite scene? Uh, my favorite scene is probably, I mean, Jim Carrey is really great. Uh, the car chase. I, I like the tank, having another tank, having a mono wheel, having a little Hell helicopter yeah. drone, boss and then it gets stuck to his yeah. hand. Actual boss yeah, fight. Yeah, that was very boss fight. That That's where he does the cool. spin dash, you know. Blows up the tank. I'll, so. I'll do a quick uh, shout out. We haven't said an, Ben Schwartz's name. Yes, you're so totally right. Shout out. He did a great Voice job. Voice of Sonic. I thought he did an incredible job. You just mentioned the the spin dash. I, I want to point out real quick. One of my favorite just little moments was when he gets hit by the dart and he's sort of drugged up and he just curls up into the ball and he's just sort of like rolling around the house and talking. I was like, this is so fucking goofy. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he's like, even when he's hiding, he can't shut the hell up. Like, he's like, I'm just a ball. I'm just a ball. Don't come over here. So like, Dude, funny. Just be quiet. 
<laughs> yeah. I've got to say one thing I didn't like that stuck out to me is the point where uh, Robotnik sticks his hand into his uh, assistant's mouth and like drags him by the lower jaw. And the thing that bothered me about that is knowing that that probably wasn't scripted or rehearsed. No That was way. just Jim, yeah, Adam, Jim Carrey being like, I am moment. an actor. I will stick my hand in your mouth because I'm Jim Carrey. <laughs> like, the actor's eyes and behind they call cut eyes. And you say, thank you. Yeah, um, Jim, did you, you just sir. stick your hands in that guy's mouth? Oh, yeah. I thought it was perfect for the moment. <laughs> I thought it was perfect for this kid's movie. <laughs> yeah, it's physical comedy. It, like, he even punches him in the chest at one point. You left yourself open. It's like, what is that? <laughs> oh, my God. And then he gets decked. It's the best. And we get some weird, we breeze past it, but there is a, a final moment with James Marsden where he just literally climbs on that thing and it's like, stop it, and punches him in the face. And that's kind of how they beat him at the end. I was like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, just deck him. Yeah, I like he told that story of like being bullied and then like, he used technology to make sure he was never. No, I, he <laughs> sipped out of a. He ate out of a straw for years after that. You're like, oh my god, this guy's a psychopath. Damn. Also, probably not in the script. Um, I, I guess that's it for me for Sonic, guys. Anything else? I really enjoyed yeah. uh, kind of going. Yeah, through let's this hit movie. some final thoughts. I'll hit mine here real quick. Um, the next one is gonna be great. We we got off our feet here, guys. We hit the ground running. Uh, Sonic is moving. He's making money. Sonic 2, I'm here for it. Maybe we can even convince some two other normies to uh, to meet us there. Maybe. I got to collect on that Birds of Prey bet. Adam, <laughs> final thoughts. Well, uh, you mentioned we hadn't talked about Ben Schwartz much. Just wanted to say uh, it's cool to see him. He's someone I know in the comedy community. Uh, he shows up on nice. a lot of podcasts that I listen to. And um, he just threw out this entire weird media process has been like, really great with the fans and really supportive of the franchise. Of course, he would be if you were starring as games. a major mascot. But, yeah, he does genuinely appreciate these video games and uh, thought he did a great job as a voice. Uh, so, yeah, overall, very pleased. Would I appreciate a version of this film that maybe, you know, 80% of the jokes land with me instead of 50? Sure. But... uh if I have a kid, which I never will, I'm taking him to this movie. Yeah. If you find one, maybe you just <laughs> take him over there. Oh, did you hear Adam <laughs> found that kid and took him to the Sonic movie and now he's in jail? <laughs> well, they have a kidnapping joke in this movie, they too, do. when he's in the duffel bag. He's like, oh, no, don't no, worry, no, it's, it's not, not my child. But they're in an office you? building, so they don't, they don't mind. <laughs> yeah, they don't mind. Oh, sorry, no, let me squeeze in one more thing. My, my favorite part of the movie in an instant is... Uh, is Robotnik talking about tax dollars? <laughs> really cracked oh me up. Oh my god! Oh yeah, <laughs> Adam, you that were really here for us. the bureaucracy of the Sonic movie. I did. I liked the way this movie portrayed the government. I liked, uh, you know, how creepy the drones are. I think uh, it's very relevant that way. Nice. Um, well, my last thoughts, then, Colin. You mentioned we kind of got up on our feet here and got moving. The first Sonic game isn't even the best one because you couldn't even spin dash yet. So he, the game had to evolve the same way this franchise can evolve. And I'm just excited that they salvaged it, give those animators jobs, and I'm ready for Sonic 2. Coming Christmas. Jim Carrey said so. <laughs> uh, one last final shout <laughs> out. Did it. you guys really like his gloves being like the drone control with like the, the gizmos on them? I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it's kind of neat. It was yeah, like I a Sega controller well in his hands. 
Yeah, yeah. It's not like the Power Glove because that's Nintendo. <laughs> the Hell Power no. Mittens. Something like that. But yeah, it was a fun movie. Um, All right, normies. Thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, That was it. That was Sonic the Hedgehog. We hope you checked it out. We think you did based on the box office. We hope you liked this episode. If you did, go back and listen to the other. Go back and listen to some of the others. Adam's been on our great Star Wars uh, Nine-tology. I'm not sure what you would call that. But uh, this has been (laughs) us at Normies Like Us. Always check us out at normies underscore like underscore us. Uh, Hit us up with some likes, reviews, and let us know what other episodes you want to see. This has been your host. This is Colin Tails. I'll be Dr. Mike, man. Uh, I'll be Big Cat Adam this time. <laughs> All right, and check out Adam's podcast, Reading Heathens. Uh, yes, please You may do. be hearing another guest appearance by Ooh. one of the normies like us hosts in the coming weeks, so stay tuned. Yeah, we got some hot episodes coming up uh, with a normie oh, yeah, guest. You just met Moses. Absolutely. Moses and uh, Mike was there, lucky enough to enjoy some of the plagues. <laughs> so you can Ooh, find I'm that at readingheathens.com. There's Never, no I'm G on that reading. The devil. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'd come back for Romans, but that'll be in 500 years. <laughs> yeah, at least 50. And, uh, you know, if you want to come back for the devil, you can just visit me on any weeknight. He's around. Scary. <laughs> he's, he's around in my life. Every work day. Joe will have to hit you up. He's a big fan. All right, Normies. Thank you very right, much for listening to this supersonic it. episode. Enjoy your chili dogs. Good luck with those farts. Peace. Oh, hell yeah. This is Aquaman, and if you enjoyed that episode, I'd really appreciate it if you give it a like, share, and subscribe on iTunes, and you'd really be one of my man if you share with a friend. We'll be seeing you around. You were right, Tom. I did have to clean my bottle. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, Tom. My fur is covered in shit. <laughs> I got These are called dingleberries? <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Q-tips. Got to use Q-tips for that little hedgehog asshole. <laughs> He's gonna have to shave it. All right. <laughs> Stop. I just thought you might like a latte with steamed Austrian goat milk. Of course, I want a latte. I love the way you make them. <laughs>